Looking for a vacation that actually feels like a good movie? Well, look no more. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. So pack those bags, but be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas, and Panama. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Your spring is about to get a whole lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power for mowing, trimming, and blowing with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime and blower power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All on one interchangeable battery. Get the cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The following episode of How Did This Get Made is sponsored by LegalZoom. They're helping keep the show free. If you go to LegalZoom.com and enter the code EARWOLF, you'll get a discount and 100% of what you spend there comes directly back to the show. LegalZoom is the best place to help with your legal needs. They're not a law firm, but they provide self-help services at your direction. For more information on how to support this show and the rest of the Earwolf Podcast Network, go to Earwolf.com slash insider. Now it's time for How Did This Get Made? We're gonna have a good time celebrating failure, not just being a hater. Can't you know you wonder how did this get made? Let's wallow in the mediocrity of some poor art. Hello, people of Earth. Welcome to the second episode of How Did This Get Made? This is the podcast where we try to make sense of the movies that make no sense. I am Paul Shear. You might know me as Andre from the TV show The League or as the dad from Family Matters. I said lines like this, Urkel, get out of my house. Uh, I am joined, as always, by uh, Jason Manzukis, who you might recognize as Rafi from The League. What's up? How are you? I'm good. And uh, also, June Diane Rayfield, who you've seen on shows like Party Down and uh, Fly the Concords. Hi, Paul. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, <laughs> <Some> <laughs> the table just fell apart. <laughs> some, some, it's all right. Everything's table. okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> so now, if you listen to our first episode, you know that we love crappy movies. If one of the main characters is completely CGI, we're watching it. If it's a direct-to-DVD sequel of an unsuccessful film, we're Netflixing it. The lead actor or actress of your film is currently starring on a VH1 rehab reality show. We're buying it on Blu-ray. That's how deep we go. And look, we're not trying to be haters. We aren't saying we're better than anyone involved in these movies. All we're saying is sometimes a movie is so bad, it needs to be discussed. And boy, oh boy, do we have a doozy of a movie to talk about today. 
Uh, you wrote into how did this get made at earwolf.com, and it was overwhelming. The next movie you wanted us to talk about was the Nick Cage, Ron Perlman, medieval horror thriller buddy road movie season of the witch i think it's all those things um uh this movie is kind of like an unfunny version of monty python and the holy grail mixed with all the boring parts of kevin costner's robin hood uh and i'm guessing most of you haven't shelled out 12 bucks to see this movie and after seeing it i'm not even sure that you should so um basically the basic premise is that nick cage and ron perlman play medieval knights who must transport a witch to a remote abbey because she's causing the this Black Plague. already a disaster. <laughs> Even the explanation makes no sense. <laughs> no, no, but now here, that would normally be enough, right? But this is where it gets really dramatic because Nick Cage doesn't think she's guilty. So that's, that's the plot. There is the plot. And here's a little taste of uh, the movie, in case you want to hear it. I am sorry I put you into this, Wilson. There's dungeons go. Not so bad. We spent nights in much worse places than this. At least I have. What is that smell? That would be you. Hilarious. <laughs> now here to help us make sense with this movie is our friend, host of the hilarious web soup on G4 and the wildly popular Nerdist podcast. Please welcome Chris Hardwick. I thank you, Paul Shear. Thank you very it much. It was an honor and a delight to go see <laughs> Season the Witch with you when you emailed me over the weekend and said... You know, will you please come see this yeah. movie? We were doing this podcast called, uh, you know, How Did It Get Made? I said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. These are the perfect circumstances to see this movie. I, you know, I would recommend people see this movie if they're making a podcast about how it yes. got made. That's about absolutely. probably the only people who should see this movie. By the way, I, like, we all saw it uh, this morning or this afternoon yeah. together, shocked. I'm genuinely shocked at 2.30 on a, whatever it is, Monday afternoon, a handful there of people, people at the movie. Probably about see. a dozen. A baker's dozen, This yeah. is a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, and people were like, you know what? Let's go to the fucking Let's movies in the middle of the day and see it. And, and I do want to make it clear. I don't just like to shit on things yeah. for, like, willy-nilly. I, I went to this movie with an open mind thinking, maybe it's not going to be as bad and then and then just but but then right away right away <laughs> I, I right away you mean during the montage of holy crusade murders <laughs> i'll tell you right away during right away during the trailers uh, crappy trailers are very telling about the quality of movie you're about to see because they know like eh, if these people saw this piece of shit they'll probably see these other ones you are dumb. yeah that's every like... every we saw four trailers and they were all abysmal yeah. like, i got to oh. say i feel like the title card sequences were the most visually arresting things that happen in the whole movie like yeah. those are better than the rest of the movie. I, I have to say, I, I held out hope. I, the trailers were exceptionally bad. <laughs> yeah. But I. Wait, wait let's I, run them down. Let's run them down. First what, of all, what do we see I, trailers I've for? I've never heard of. I, the, and, and who have people in them that I was like, what? Dude, what actually, is, what is what? Maybe we should be careful running these down. I know. We're, we're friends with some of the. That's what I saw. these movies. Yeah. So let's not run them down, but they were I not. I will run them they down. They were not good. Wait. <laughs> there was one movie. <laughs> there was one movie that I will say, I won't name who was in it. You can figure it out yourself. And that involved a man who took a pill oh. that makes him the <laughs> smartest man in the world. Okay. Okay, here's a pitch. Here's a pitch. Here's a pitch. Here's my movie. What if... It's bonkers. <laughs> what if a man could take a pill... Yes. ...and uh -huh. instantly be the smartest man in the world? No one else has access to this pill, by the way. It's got to be somebody. We'll make him look ugly in the beginning, <laughs> and then he becomes incredibly handsome. Ugly, he's slick as hair. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, he has we just hair. cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bradley Cooper's pretty hot right now. Yeah. Really? Let's Put get him, him in. done. Put him Go. in. Put him in. That is the worst idea because there's that line in the beginning Limitless. of the movie too, where he goes, 
you know, they only say you use 5% of your brain. Uh, what if this pill could make you use all of it? Like, oh, <laughs> terrible. Your, well, body, your, your brain would probably explode. You would probably <laughs> lo- you probably would die because your body is not equipped to utilize. No, By the way, you would go and play the stock market I'm like this guy. I'm almost certain that this is a Simpsons episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that Homer becomes a smart person. and Right? Remember? This yes, is yeah, literally, the crayon, the crayon literally a Simpsons episode. <laughs> what happens if you become the smartest person in the world by taking a pill that no one else has access to is you fuck models on a private jet. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. Uh oh, Robert De Niro now owns you. <laughs> Robert De Niro is suspicious but respects you. But um, that will be for another day. Because Season of the Witch. Every one of those movies we saw a trailer for, yes. by the way, could be a movie we do Contenders. on the show. Yeah, yeah very strong contenders. Um, yeah, I, I have to say that I held out hope for Season of the Witch. Up that first scene was kind of okay with the priest. They kill a bunch of witches on a bridge. I was like, oh, maybe this is not going to be so bad. But that was before any of the main actors showed up. Yeah, that was just about crazy witches like spitting out devil juice and uh, and killing priests, uh, which, which I liked. I, my, I loved, by the way, the that this movie is not afraid to posit the idea that while we've understood that the uh, the burning and hanging of witches was preposterous because there are no witches right. and lots of innocent people lost their lives, yeah. this movie starts with the idea of you know what. Some of those women were witches, actually yeah. demons. And you know, not these just guys, women with a point of view. They were actually well, witches. These guys might have witches. had the right idea because guess what? One of those bitches comes back as a demon and kills everybody. I, I, two, right? It wasn't two at the time. Like, I, so basically, the movie is the Catholic Church is right. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there are witches causing the Black Plague. Yep. Spoiler alert: <laughs> witches cause the Black Plague. And, and, and they're kind of presented in that arrogant way of like. Look, you know, um, I'm not saying nothing for nothing, but as soon as we killed the demon, the Black Plague went away. Like, it was, it was so arrogant. Yeah. If you've seen True Grit, uh, it has, like, the same kind of ending where it's a narration just sort of like, and life went on, and people were, like, it's like, the, just the craziest ending of, like, that's it, we killed the big demon, and everyone was cured. Everybody's great. It's awesome, right? God wins? God wins. <laughs> because of God's holy book, we, God. we win? I want to talk about, I'd love to talk about yes. when you first see Nick Cage and Ron Perlman together, who are essentially these crusading knights who present themselves like two mooks. <laughs> They're like, hey, you take the 300 on the left, I'll take the 300 on the right. You're buying drinks tonight. It's that's literally a line. We do really need to talk about the accents in this movie. I mean, we (laughs) could take a whole half hour. Eh, fuck it. Whatever you want to do. Should I do whatever you want to do? I feel like at the table read, yeah, at the table read, they were like, you know what? However you talk, that's how your character talks. So British guys, you're British. American guys, you're American. (laughs) Well, we have to talk about... The main, the main guy who breaks the mold here. Um, at one point, uh, Beeman and Felson, that is the, those are the characters that Nick Cage and, uh, Ron Perlman play. The, the kind of, they're, they're really like Budweiser guys. Like they could be in a Bud Light commercial. That's what I felt like. The, but they, uh, they team up with a, uh, a thief whose accent is Chicago, right? It is a Chicago or is a Staten they Island. It changes, Staten Island. It changes, changes quite a bit. Quite a bit. I'll say that. It, it, like, when they meet him in the stockades, he almost sounds like he's doing a British accent. Right. But then that radically changes, and he sounds, like, real tough and Brooklyn-y. Well, he is a, uh, he's, a, he's an actor named Stephen Graham. He plays Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. He also plays Al Capone in Season of the Witch. And what's <laughs> weird about it is that he is a British actor. 
Yet in this movie, <laughs> this movie's what you like can't believe. Uh, yeah, I'm a swindler. I'm a swindler. It was though, and, and the, the, those terms, those weird kind of D and D style yeah. terms, cracked me up too. He got busted for swindling. Hey, what am I? I'm just trying to be an honest living. <laughs> I also love that they tried to like make everything, you know, kind of historical. Like instead of like on my count of three, it's like on my counteth. Of three, we will pull this cart forward. There will be stuff like that, which is amazing, and in some like uh, some approximation of a correct dialect. Right. But then Ron Perlman seems like his character does not need any of that. Yeah, no. At one point, he just goes to Nick Cage. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah. And at what? another point in the movie, he says, "Shit." Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, shit. Yes. Shit. I just feel like they must have been like, "Cut." You know, Ron. That's actually not the line. The line is this, and he was like, "You know what?" I'm not, not going to say it. that. Not going to do you it. You guys, again. you got, did you get me saying shit? Okay, good. You're going to keep that. <laughs> he kind of played him a little like Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was like Hellboy. That's maybe where Hellboy, this is a pre-story. And I, and I, and I just saw, I just saw, um, I just saw Guillermo del, Tomo, Guillermo del Toro's Kronos last night, which oh. I hadn't seen before. Well, I haven't seen that. And, uh, and Ron Perlman is in that as well. And so, like, the last two days for me have been... <laughs> Did he, was he like Hellboy in, in, in that movie, Kronos? He was a little gangstery. yeah. He was kind of a badass gangster. Oh. By the way, side story, uh, when I used to go to the Brass Monkey karaoke bar uh-huh. with friends years and years ago, Ron Perlman used to hang out there sometimes, and I saw him sing Frank Sinatra. Oh, uh, just big old, he just is like a big softy that way. Big softy, yeah. just like sit, lumbery Ron Perlman sitting on a stool just singing wow. that old black magic. <laughs> he was awesome. Well, Ron, if you see this movie, you have to watch it for Ron Perlman's reaction shots, which you, they, they cut to him too many times where he's not saying anything. He just looks like... Can you believe this shit? Like, that's basically his underscoring look. And which, by the way, I feel like makes him untouchable. Like, Ron Perlman is the person who comes off the best in this movie, because I almost feel like every shot of him is to the audience. Like, I know this is garbage, (laughs) but I'm fucking getting paid crazy right now. His backstory is that he is Ron Perlman, who's been transported back in time (laughs) to be in this movie. You should have to play Ron Perlman in every movie. Yeah. Here's my my guesstimate on what happened, how this movie got got made. Yes. Okay. Uh, Nick Cage is in Prague, uh, banging chicks with some <laughs> rich Czechoslovakian right. guy. Uh, and he's like, Nick, I have a movie for you, buddy. And so, and, then, and, then, and then he agrees to it. He agrees to it because the director and the writer's name were both insanely foreign. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like Dominic Cena. And the only reason that this movie got any kind of theatrical release was Nick Cage. This was absolutely a straight-to-cable movie. Oh, top to bottom. This is going to uh, be mm. number one in every foreign country, but not here. The, <laughs> the effects were terrible. Oh, yeah. The effects were so oh. bad. Well, and why did the entire... Like, I felt like Daylight didn't exist during right. the medieval no. time. Right. I mean, there was like only one scene that was in Daylight. Yeah. Well, there was the great, of course, CGI horseback riding oh, <laughs> between well, that's uh, true. Nick Cage and Ron Perlman, where it's like, here they are on horses. Now, in close-up, they're they are, CGI. it's the worst green screen well, horseback. The, ever. the whole movie is terrible green screen. The whole Crusades fight looks oh. like there's ten guys on a green screen, and then they just filled in the rest. I want to, I know, that I, maybe this is crazy, but I just want to reiterate for everybody listening, this movie starts with like a ten-minute montage that goes over the course of ten years yes. of them being holy crazy. Crusaders killing heathens, like murdering women and children, and they are our heroes. Yes, and 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 well, and? well, 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 but they they were murdering heathens. But when he when Nicholas Cage accidentally kills a woman, that's when everything changes. Uh, uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! He doesn't just kill a woman. He he kills a hot woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a hot woman with perfect Who teeth. Looks very yeah. surprised. Yeah. Everyone yeah. had very perfect surprised. teeth in this movie. And then he looks around. But, but that's what's crazy. He looks around and he's like, "Holy shit." 
The floor is, in this place is littered with women and children. <laughs> is that what we've been doing for 10 years? I, you know, is that the what problem is, to? I just swing and stab. I don't normally look at them. So wait, so I've never you, made eye contact. Yeah, hey, that was a mistake. So, hey, well, you, holy guy, you know we've been killing women and children, and the guy's like, they deserved it. God wants it. Wait, so are we to believe that they had been doing this the whole time? That was the first time he ever just took it in? Well, no, I be. think that they were killing... Like other soldiers, right? No way. They were <laughs> killing. You're saying they For were killing ten years, women and children ten that years, entire this is the, time. That's what the Crusades was. It was the Holy War. They were like killing everybody. He had a crisis of conscience. It's not wow. ten years into it. He stabs his first woman. I mean, You're come right. On. It's been a while. Meanwhile, they are fucking blasting girls. It's oh. like fight, 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 and then they've just got their, up to their beer. eyeballs in whores. Yeah. Like pubs. Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman making out is not a pretty sight. Never want to see that again. Never want to see that again. They, they were drinking at the cat and fiddle, <laughs> <laughs> like with the darts. <laughs> it was so. That was the only color in the movie. Was that oh. one shot? The thing that I, the thing that struck me as being hilarious was. Uh, Nick Cage's hair is oh. is kind of permed, yes. right? Like a pa- like a page boy with curly page boy, right? and then pulled ba- pulled back like a girl for most of the movie. But yes. then there's one scene where his hair is down and it's straight, like it's a different it's sure. different hair yes. and yeah. a different color. What was a different wig? different wig? Right, it's a different wig. <laughs> well, I also didn't realize that the plague makes you look like just a bizarro like garbage pail kid. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody looks like you know like. Pussy Patty, <laughs> like they just have these like like they look. That, by the way, that would read like Pussy Patty. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'd be the that. really cool card that you trade to yeah, your friend. Yeah. Like, pussy, 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 pussy Patty. <laughs> oh man, you know so, what? Who, whose hair was really upsetting was the priests. Oh, who yeah. had like oh, a shaved yeah. yarmulke on, the, like yeah. the, the monk, the monk. Yeah, yes. the monk. Haircut. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So basically, yeah, they, they go out with this like this little. I love team. that you're still trying to make sense of it. <laughs> it's, like, it's an insane movie, but it has something that I feel like all uh, <laughs> movies have been doing lately: a lot of CGI wolves. And yeah. the wolf, like oh, yeah. the wolves were uh, wolves are frightening enough, but these are like vampire wolves. Like they all morphed, and in case you missed it, they show you like seven wolves. <laughs> in a row morphing. It was like, yeah, we get it the but first not, time. They're but all not vampire. really morphing to much more than what they are just with CGI faces. They were a little scarier. Yeah. They were a little scarier. They were less, scarier. Like, less hairy, more muscular. It's like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer where where uh, vampires like are like, and then like, their face gets a little bit like yeah, kind of crazy and their eyes go red and they have fangs. That's what the wolves did. Yeah, and but, I was like, but, but, this so? is, but this is not a WB show. Like, yeah. this well, is I a, wish it a was. feature film. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, and I, I also uh, was completely upset by the fact that it's not about witches at all. No. There was nothing witchy no. about it, and I feel like, and big spoiler alert, because you should not see this movie, but uh, <laughs> but the big like their big turn was, nah, she's not a witch, she's a demon. Yeah, She's the devil. Yeah, yeah. Was, was it the devil, or was she just a demon? I think she was a she demon. Because the they didn't kill oh, the devil. Oh, I'm sorry, they I thought yeah. she was the devil. Just, and then when, the even when they killed the Oops. demon, the demon kind of went up to heaven, not down to hell, no. and then everything went better. Oh, the other thing I loved was, uh, there's a scene in which they all go to like this uh, this uh, monk, this abbey where they're, the monks have the book that's going to expel the demon, blah, blah, blah. And all the monks have died and are tied to their own desks, presumably yeah. so that they don't become possessed and uh, attack everybody, right? right? 
Cut to they all become obs- uh, uh, they all become uh, uh, demons. Get inside them. They become possessed, and the ropes don't matter. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. monks just walk away and attack everybody like <laughs> fucking ninjas. And apparently, it's very easy to just take someone's head off. With yes. A sword. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and when, they cut off more heads in this movie so easily. Oh so, yeah. So easily. Which, but then there were also the monks that were they first saw at like the cathedral who just died like mid sentence. They weren't strapped down at all. They looked like they just died like well, reading something. To me. Again, the whole thing to defeat this demon, they need to read this prayer, which somehow started like three scenes before the end of the scene, and the prayer just never ended. Like, yeah. There's a guy reading a prayer for for minutes, like 20 minutes. Like, how long is this prayer? To Do you guys ex- feel like, is there, I mean, like, I would like to research this. Is there religious money behind this movie? Like, this movie is very, like, yeah. has a very yeah. kind of, like, strong Christian message in most, a weird, but, but, weird but, but, way. But most, most horror, super, a lot of, most horror supernatural movies do. I guess that's in yeah, the sense yeah. where it's like, you know, ah, the teenagers having sex get killed, all the sinners die, yeah. you know, well, and then we have to release his soul. Like, it's, <laughs> right. it's so much of that. Well, I mean, again, the Catholic Church is right, and Nick Cage kind of, like, Nick Cage is, loses faith, and then at the end is like, ah, hey, guess what, I was wrong. But yeah. good yeah. question, the beginning scene, the opening scene, the witch comes back to life, but was she a demon? Or was that she was, just a witch? That was the same. She was the demon. She was, that oh, was, she was the same demon. That was the same demon. demon. Yeah, all right. That's the same demon. Oh, okay. I, did I not, read it the, that it was the same demon. Same, same demon. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that brings us to uh, I think we've talked a little bit about it, but our 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 basically the time in which we ask what the fuck the, the fuck are you doing so this is the time where we just pick out our favorite movies our movies our point in the movie that was so crazy that we have to just highlight it there's a we've talked about a lot already but is there any any uh, moments I guess the out? point that was the most insane to me was at the very end when all of a sudden there was a narrator <laughs> we hadn't heard at all the rest yeah, of the movie. An hour and 39 minutes of no narrator, and then at the last second, narrator pops in. Not only does she pop in, but but she she cuts in saying, like, so, at the end of this, it's as though she's been talking to us the whole time. It was insane. I really, um, there's a recurring theme in which Nicolas Cage is having nightmares about the woman that he stabbed, and it wakes him up from his sleep. And in the the last of these nightmares, the, oh, he's, yeah. he has the dream where he's stabbed the woman, and then she looks, has the same look of horror on her face, but then she puts her m- finger in her mouth sexily, <laughs> And like sucks her finger like a bloody dick because there's <laughs> yes. blood coming out of her mouth. And I was like, "What the fuck is this about? This is bananas!" And that's what the Look, demon he's been alone ju- for a while out yeah. there. <laughs> but no, but no. that was what that to me that was what the demon used to tempt him. Like, oh well, get into your dream and make the woman that you killed suck her bloody yeah. dick finger. Uh, like, yeah. like, what is that kind of mental game? That that I really was like, "What the fuck is happening in this movie? <laughs> this is absolute insanity." Couple moments for me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, right when you first see Nick Cage and uh, and Ron Perlman, I immediately was like, "Oh, we're in it." You know, yeah. just the the it's smug, the just that smug. It's like sort a cop of, movie. Yeah, just like a cop movie. And um, by the way, it, it's he. He's not in amazing shape in the sense of <laughs> no, how no. is he able to wear chainmail and 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 swing a broadsword, you know. He's lumbering neither, around. Yeah, like, yeah, neither of them are in great shape. They're taking yeah. on armies of thousands. Thousands. And, and and they're apparently the best in the army, right? I and mean, and they're really famous. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow Everybody knows who they are. So famous that Nicolas Cage needs to hide We're his face. 
as if there are pictures going around of yeah. these. There's no television back then. Like, like Nick Cage hides his face, but Ron Perlman doesn't hide his face at all. Ron yeah. Perlman's just like out and about. Nick Cage loves the uh, supernatural. He loves supernatural movies. Like, if you yeah. look at how many supernatural, he he loves to take these weird supernatural films, and I think that's fine. But this one was baffling. I think for me, uh, a a big. I, I I thought the twist was gonna be, oh, the girl's not a witch at all. It's the priest. The right. priest is the one because he was like he was privy twist. to the same information she right. was. I like this. And she kept saying like, don't leave me alone with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I thought he was gonna end up being the black witch, and I thought that would have been a pretty cool turn. But just no. the turn that she's not a witch at all. Like they just throw the fucking premise right out the door. It's right dead. out the door. Yeah. The movie's called Season of the Witch. Should it be called Season of the Demon? Because that's really what's yeah, there going was only on. One there, demon. there was no witch season at all. No, there, there was, was no, no witch, witch season. Violated the very premise of the movie that they put forth. Well, my, did anybody else feel like the stuff about like "Don't leave me alone with the priest" was like an allegory for like, like pedophilia amongst priests? The, the, the worst Catholic like, church, the, 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 like the the cheapest way to do it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, don't leave him alone with the priest. Oh, well, but then he's a hero at the end. Wait, yeah. wait, so that was, yeah. well, what about this? They expel the <laughs> demon, right? They expel the demon. Yeah. They say the magic prayer. Uh, demon go bursts into flames and and gets sent yeah. up to heaven. Uh, uh, and then the couple, like Nick Cage, dies or whatever. And then you look over, and the girl whose body it was yes. inhabiting is just, she's just a wet, naked girl on the ground. Yeah, like, she's wet and how naked. How did she? Where did her body come from? And why is she naked? Like, well, yeah, like where? Like her body just came back to Earth. I mean, I have a whole problem. My what the fuck moment is really about the end when the demon finally shows itself as this kind of badly CGI Jar Jar Binks. It looks like the worst Halloween mask you'd buy in a costume shop of, like, scary skeleton. And uh, and his voice is not bellowing. It's kind of like, hey, guys, watch <laughs> it. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yes. there's something scary about this voice. This is the scary demon. He's like, I told you, give me back my book. <laughs> and then he, and then at one point, his superpower is that he, his wings grasp Ron Perlman, and then he bakes them. He has, like, a little microwave, yeah. a devil's like microwave. Which was really sad, because, because that's how Ron Perlman didn't want to die. <laughs> yeah. You remember at the oh, beginning, he oh, said he didn't want to wow. die by fire. Yeah. How did you? What did you describe it as? Did you say the fire, the fire hug? hug? Yeah, the fire, the fire, fire hug. hug. <laughs> Plus two fire, fire hugs. Hug. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that oh, demon. That demon's Death voice. By fire hug. I mean, by the way, you you could do the same quality CG on your iPhone. Oh, easily. Even maybe yeah. even better. They might as well have had like one of those like animated characters from those videos that are like, I want an iPhone four. <laughs> you know, like, and, and what the, are those things called? Yeah, like, like, like those like, bunnies that in the yeah, field. those animated bunnies. Might as like those are more realistic but to me. The the uh, the effects though, it was kind of like you ever see those like old stop motion animation walking. Yes. like that's how it felt like it was like the demon was walking as if they did it like with claymation on a stage. How bad were the CG monks walking on the ceiling? Uh, Oh. Like, it was so... You and I, when you and you went to the bathroom, yeah. we got in the movie, Jason and I were talking, and I was like, look, people, <laughs> like, th this was a production. They had to do yeah. fight sequences. Oh, sure. They were in a forest somewhere, were probably paid. in Romania. Oh, sure. there, were, there was a... There was a uh, an costume department there was, was like, <laughs> should we have chain mail? There was or do an you guys animal wrangler. An I animal think. wrangler. They had wolves. <laughs> like... <laughs> They and then was there a premiere for this movie? There's no way. I, I did I actually know. do some research to find some clips, and there was a premiere 
but I don't know where. I feel like it was in a foreign country. It did not look like it was in America. And uh, and the the title of the movie was so small in the print on the background, like they walk by these walls with like movie poster, but it's so tiny. It looked like like, like a, a an eye exam poster. I'm like I think that that's a season of the witch. This is like, and I I'm sure it's out there and it exists, but this is a stellar entry in the crazy Nick Cage hair canon. Oh my, you know gosh, what I mean? Yeah. Like this, his hair it's long and blonde, but it starts in the middle of his skull. His forehead is like eight solid inches back. It is the craziest wig. Oh, it's so, there needs to be an examination of all his different hairs. And the thing is, he is a he really is a phenomenal actor when you put him in the right role. Yeah. And and I think, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to say this because, you know, I, I've I've been I've been sort of grappling with my age lately and like ah, it feels weird to be this far into my 30s and I don't I'm not comfortable with it. Right. So I'm sure he's head tripping because he was you know a leading guy for so long. But he's just so much better when he plays like a weird, maybe not, yeah. or or if he can find an adaptation type movie. Yeah, he's uh, better being well, the normal put upon guy. That's why Ron Perlman was so much older. Right, he looked so much older and was so great. Who makes who make makes Nick, Nick Cage. Cage look like a leading <laughs> exactly. man? Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Well, where does this rank on the Nick Cage thing? Like, I mean, is it better? <laughs> I mean, it's not. A good movie, but it's not like it's not as bad. Like Ghost Rider is amazing. way better, way, way better. better. This is way better. You're saying no, no. no, Ghost, no Ghost Rider, Rider. Is way Ghost Rider. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Ghost Rider because like this is kind of he doesn't really freak out that much. He has that one moment where he's like, "I kill people for the love of the church." Like he has one <laughs> moment that is just like intense, but the rest he's kind of just subdued. He's really, yeah, he's really restrained. Yeah, he's not like a well because guys remember he you know like they are fighting in God's army. Sure, <laughs> yeah, you know sure, like sure. at Jesus's command. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, as as the monk you says at the beginning, it it's like there is in the beginning of the movie. There is a guy who literally rallies the troops to arms by telling them that God and Jesus Christ but command them. That was the demon. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't. Because remember, the demon was talking as that guy later on. They go, "How do you know that?" Oh, I think he just know. Uh, oh. No, I don't think so. I think the no. demon just knows from like being in their heads or whatever. Oh, okay, all right. I, oh, I gotta, that would be crazy. You wow. see, I got. I think I. My thought was that the demon possessed the guy who was yelling at them to kill people because the demon wants everyone to get huh. killed. That's interesting. interesting. Wow. You just kind of blew my mind. There you wow. go. There you I don't go. Now I'm just realizing, now I'm just realizing maybe the story that the girl was telling, she titled Season of the Witch. <laughs> and that's why it had nothing to do with well, anything. It only would have gotten better is if you, we were saying at the end of the movie, she's like, and the plague went away and everyone got healthy. And then I wrote this movie. I would like to have seen her at a Barnes and Noble at the end, just signing it on a big parchment. Ooh, I also loved there's a moment, too, at the end of the movie where, like, everybody dies except the young, weird, uh, 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 like, like pretty boy. Uh, yes. Yeah, of course he did, because he was, like, the I adorable. He was, like, uh, Justin Long-esque, like, a, a nice, attractive young man. Yeah, like the young guy in Tropic Thunder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah yes. uh, forgetting his name, but yeah. So there's uh, Jay Barish. Jay Barish. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so there's the, he gets away. He's the only one that survives with the wet naked girl. Yeah. I wish this movie was called Wet Naked Girl. <laughs> and the wet naked girl um, has no memory, has no memory. Of, any, of anything. She literally she wakes up wet in with like embryonic fluid. And then like, she was and, and, and flawless, by the way. Yeah. Not, yeah. One, not one scratch no. on her. No. But Gorgeous. Drop. Unless you think in this description that you see this woman naked, listeners, you do not. So no. don't go yeah. to the movie being like, oh, maybe that I'm going to see some gonna and, and by the way, let's just, I want to just hit this one more time. 
the woman, that hot naked girl, literally, her body is ripped <laughs> apart by this demon. Literally ripped apart by this demon in a bout of flames. Yes. And then the demon, from what we can see, goes to heaven, and then the body is on the floor. So somehow... The body, I don't understand the body mechanics, because the body was ripped in half yeah. at a certain point. They get away. What's crazy is the wet naked girl and the young handsome guy get away, and then he makes a big dramatic gesture to like move his coat, and we see he has the holy book. Thank yes. God. Which I can only assume is like, so for the next movie, get ready, <laughs> this guy still has the holy book. <laughs> and he's got another, another witch an, too. Another 30-minute prayer. Can I, can I tell you yeah. that what, one of the things that I... that was so hilarious to me was the scene where they were fighting the wolves in the forest and you just saw because I can picture the actor with basically like a like a sword with a stuffed wolf on it and they they just keep falling back with these wolves impaled on their broadswords and you just see these paws flailing it was so bad so bad because they clearly couldn't they clearly didn't have the budget to watch, to, so you could actually see the wolves jump yeah, onto right, the sword yeah. and get a yeah. So you just saw the moment after when the when they when oh, these so giant thrilled. stuffed animals were already on the uh, on the broadswords and Wait, falling honest, backwards. Honest question: Why did she, when they were going across the bridge, why did she save the young guy? Um, I because thought that she, was, she was not she demonic. She needed people to get to. She wanted oh, to get to the right, Abbey. The end that was game the was thing. getting there, and he would help yeah. her. Okay, get there. I thought because I I remember thinking that too because I thought she was then going to use him somehow. In some way. Uh, but uh, no, the fact is uh, she did not. <laughs> well, uh, now with every movie, I think we learn a lot about ourselves and our lives. So now it is time for June's life lessons. Yes, life lessons. Okay, guys, these are my takeaways from the movie because I I watch movies in kind of like a Brechtian way. It's not just about enjoying them. It's also about learning something. Lesson number one. Brechtian. Brechtian. (laughs) By the way, June most scared out of all four of us. There were a couple points I was really scared, especially at the beginning. Oh, oh my God. Oh, why would you do that? I had one eye. Okay, (laughs) lesson number one, save your work. Make a copy of whatever you're writing because that was the whole thing. They were they could not get another. That, control that demon was save. yeah. Control out save. I think it was actually might have been a big viral campaign for uh, Buffalo hard drives. <laughs> well, yes, it was if a roundabout had, way to get to that. Back up the prayer, no black plague. <laughs> okay, lesson save number two. Relatively, witches aren't so bad. <laughs> Just in in this here next. Okay. Lesson number three. Should an infectious disease break out, carry around an eyes wide shut mask. Just in case. (laughs) Yeah. That was was weird. All the surgeons were wearing these like eyes wide shut like goggles and big nose leather beaks. But then like why weren't they wearing it? But then what? Nick Cage was touching people with the plague. But they, by the way, they were open, open wounds, clasping plague ridden hands. Everybody had no problem touching people with the plague. <laughs> I was like, guys, am I the only hypochondriac <laughs> watching this movie? It's no. like, do not no, touch the plague. Don't touch yeah. those bubbles. Yeah. Do not touch those bubbles. Never touch the plague. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, my chut masks were great. That's it for my lessons. There were right. only three for. Um, all right, only three for this. It was one. just Steven, for that one shot. Witch. You know, it was just for that one shot when they all turn around at the high priest bed. <laughs> yes, and or the cardinal or whatever he was, and you could see those weird beaky leather things. Like no one, they didn't really think function. They were just like, this will look really cool. Well, really where do you neat, think right? they were from? Like a carnival? Like a those were their party masks? Cir- uh, yeah, Cirque Berserk was in town. Yeah. They were like, they were like, oh, uh, right when we're done uh, treating the cardinal with his bleeding, uh, we'll we're going to go. We'll head out. We'll head out. Here, so we're let's just 
blast a bunch of ladies at a at a sex club. <laughs> we're gonna go, we're gonna go nose rape some girls at the milk bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So now, uh, as we're wrapping up here, it's time to go to our virtual mailbox. And uh, every episode, uh, we ask you to write in and how this get made at earwolf.com and share your thoughts on the movie. Here are some of our favorites. You've got mail. Okay. Joseph Novato goes, this movie is in the top five of worst dialogue in a non-mumblecore theatrical release. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, also, they make it way too clear way too early on that she actually was a witch. At least approach it interesting, like put some ambiguity on it. That's true. Uh, well, he buddy, think she's, she's not a witch. Yeah, she's, she's not a witch. Yeah, that's true. And he goes, and everyone loves stories where the Catholic Church is proved right in the end. Fuck, this movie was bad. <laughs> um, Monty Ashley writes, "Why does Nick Cage disguise him? Oh, this is the point that I had. Why does Nick Cage disguise himself when they walk through town, not to be recognized? But Ron Perlman doesn't do anything. I mean, how many people look like Ron Perlman? That guy <laughs> sticks out in a crowd." <laughs> Uh, and then uh, finally, Jeremy. Love it if somebody in that medieval town was like, "Hey, Tellboy. Hey, oh, I'm a big fan. Hey, man. dude, love Sons of Anarchy. Kronos. Uh, Jeremy Worley writes two words: zombie ninjas. What the fuck? How is that even possible that those monks transformed into something like that? Well, the answer is simple. Little mini devil spirits flew into their mouth. That was another crazy thing. Yeah. Well, they were first like, they were birds. Yes, first, first they, they were, were birds, and then they became little ghosts. And you, you couldn't you couldn't really get a sizing comparison. I mean, yeah. when they were flying in circles yes. over the abbey, they were massive because yes. there was yeah. a super wide shot. Also, I like That's... in the beginning of the movie, Nick Cage and Ron Perlman are looking for like a place to stay. And they see this town descended on by, like, black crows. And they're like, ah, we'll stop there. We'll make a pit stop. Let's, we need that. food and horses. And yeah. Ron Perlman's like, I don't want to go there. And you know what? Duh. You yeah. shouldn't go yeah. to the place that looks like it's, like, exploding with disease and <laughs> demons. Oh, man. Well, uh, I, think, I think we have figured it out. I think we have talked this movie out. That wraps it up for episode two. We'll be back soon. Keep sending your suggestions for movies that you want us to talk about. We've been reading all of them. If we haven't written you back, I'm sorry about that, but we'll get to it. Thanks again to our special guest, Chris Hardwick. And uh, next time, instead of making you shell out 15 bucks, we'll probably do something on Netflix. I know that is a concern of some of you guys out there. Um, Unless Drive Crazy comes out. Well, Drive Crazy is definitely going to be. once that comes out, we've got to see that. Because that 3D. movie is fucking shit looking yeah. oh it's amazing <laughs> so thank you to everybody thank you to our engineer Doug and uh, we'll see you on episode 2.5 and as we go out let's listen to a classic clip of Nick Cage freaking out what am I a fucking retard man am I a fucking retard oh, I know what this is they'll try to snub me out because of this crazy little man you beat around well feed my fucking friends man that's it for how this good we'll see you soon bye bye I'm speechless <laughs> Okay, I know that we just said that the episode was over, uh, and, it, and it was, but we were talking about it after the episode ended. And we're Jason like, what has this? his coat off. Yeah, we all have our bags packed. We were wondering, what did this director do before this? Jason found I out. said, he must, this, he must be a weird foreign guy. He yes. probably directs movies in Europe, and no like, one never, ever heard of him. Get ready, everybody. This guy made uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, Swordfish, Whiteout. <laughs> Whiteout. Like, a lot big of movies. big movies that are, like, legitimate movies. This is not a random person who's like, a... who had a bunch of money and conv- tricked Nick Cage with a bunch of old comic books to come <laughs> to Romania and make a movie. This is a legitimate film director. This, so... this is the guy that got Halle Berry to show her boobs. Yeah, she did. She showed no her boobs. Feet. No small No, feet. yeah. And he made California with Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. 
that. I, I'm sorry, I forgot yeah. that one too. Yeah. This guy is a this guy is a, an accomplished. And director. I'm sorry. And also. Janet Jackson, The Rhythm Nation. <laughs> well, of course. Well, there you, I mean, there you, I think go. you could see the direction was heading that way. Well, that's just something for you to think about there. Uh, and now we're officially done. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom. Com. The Wolf Dead. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.